they are the too clever for their own good class. A name well earned by the Year 6 gifted program of Tutunui School, a bilingual primary school situated on the outskirts of Rotorua. The class is made up of pint-sized geniuses who see everyone in the world as slow-motion movers. Emphasis on the word slow. As such, they tire quickly, run circles around their pakeke and have the dubious reputation of being relief teacher assassins. No one will take them anymore, not willingly anyway. They are on their last chance at proving themselves to be trustworthy and have been allowed, despite much opposition from other teachers, to go on a trip to New Zealand's geothermal wonderland, Te Puia. Fire Honey and Koropat, who vouched strongly for the kids to go, are the only pakeke that the kids show any respect for. Their bus has just pulled into the Te Puia car park and Koropat, who is driving the bus, removes his seatbelt and stands up at the front of the bus with Fire Honey. They are looking suspiciously at a couple of boys at the back, Kara and Nico. And with good cause, they are probably up to something. Koropat switches focus to all the kids. Okay, mm. now as your eyes are undoubtedly telling you, we have indeed arrived at Tepuya. Koropat takes a bow. Oh, thank you very much, you're too kind. Koropat is being extra tough on the kids. He wants to ensure that tonight unfolds like clockwork. But you, leave your nose alone. You're gonna have a kai soon. And hey, you, you boys down the back, don't make me come down there. Now, hey, enoho, enoho. I know you're all excited, but please, stop showing it. Turning to a kid down the front. Cody, stop wriggling. Oh, you're not doing a here paku dance, are you? No, I just love dancing. Yeah, excellent dancer. Okay, Rocco, well, we better check that none of you fell out the window on the way here, ne? After roll call, the kids literally bounce off the bus. They follow Fire Honey through the gift shop. They ooh and ah as they pass the taonga on the shelves. They exit the shop through the back door that leads out to a courtyard near the Farenui. Fire Honey calls out to the kids. Whakarongo mai! Wharepaku are over there! Kia tere! Hoki mai! Once the kids have gone to the Farepaku and have had a bit of a stretch, they meet their guide. Her age is indistinguishable. She's the type that could be in her late 20s or early 50s. She has a fine mokokowai, old styles, that is being carved into her chin. And she is smartly dressed in a black suit and has a red scarf around her neck. Around her waist is a leather belt holding a two-way radio. Uh, yep, all good. Gonna take him through right now. Kia ora, everybody. My name is Ingo. I'm a weaver here at Te Puia, and I'll also be your guide for tonight. No mai ki Te Puia. Now, Te Puia is actually closed to the rest of the public for tonight, so this is a very special tour, as you'll have Te Puia all to yourselves. <laughs> now, before we start, I want you all to come up here and get yourself a torch from these boxes. The kids grab a torch from the box and start flashing them around into the night sky. 
Okay, okay. If you can just keep those torches still. Carplay. Now, who's been here before? Anybody? Nobody. Even better. Keep the play. Well, you've come on a very special night indeed. For tonight is the night of the Blood Moon. Actually, it's a micro-moon. The title of Blood Moon is reserved for total lunar eclipses and NASA said it was only going to be 99.1%. Nico, there's a 99.1% chance you're going to be the first Māori boy to travel to the moon. Koro points at his shoe. By foot, come stand right here. No, kete pae, Koro. Guide Ingo bends down so she can talk eye to eye with Nico. As she bends down, her scarf lowers a little, low enough that Nico can see burn scars covering her neck. Nico, when I was your age, I was a smutty panting, extremely clever, just like you. <laughs> Unlikely. Guide Ingo raises her hand before Koro can respond. Well, let's keep it Māori, shall we? The last time this phenomenon, Maramakutia, was seen was exactly 800 years ago. There's a legend that on that night, the doorway to Rauhinga, the underworld, opened, and that doorway is said to be located somewhere here at Tipuya. There's a stir amongst the kids. And when that doorway opened, a huge army of Tupua from the other side were about to cross into our world, but their plan was foiled by smarty pants. Like you. They've been waiting 800 years to get their revenge upon know-it-alls like yourself. So if I was you, I'd tone down the IQ. You don't want to make it too easy for them now, do you? Hmm? Nico, a little concerned, now shakes his head appropriately. Oh, thank you, guiding more. I couldn't have put it better myself. Now, just before I hand it back to our lovely guide, as we are walking around, just remember, try not to fall into one of the hot pools. I don't want to take any of you back to your family hard-boiled. <laughs> now, before we go, who can remember what I taught you all this week? Kara is the cool kid and class clown that has been burdened with an extra set of brains. He says and does lots of stupid things in the hope that he'll get kicked out of the gifted class and put back to a normal class, i.e. Non-nudes. Stay on the path or you'll come kick out. Oh, thank you, yep, yep. No, 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 the other thing. Aye, bye-bye. Koro gives Guide Ingo a thumbs up. Kapai tamarikima, follow me. Guide Ingo takes the kids down into the valley. When they get to the bridge near the geyser, they are greeted with a porfiri by a haka party consisting of six big strapping lads. There's this one guy that does the widow who has muscles on top of muscles. After the widow, there is the hakapohiri. It's awesome. After the faikoriro, they hongi the performers, take a few selfies, and then carry on down to the hot pools where they cook some eggs. Yes, eggs. Incredibly simple, but super delicious. It was a very popular activity when the tourists were still around. They eat some of the spoils and insist they are the best eggs they've ever eaten in their lives. The hot pools add a little flavor that makes all the difference. 
And what's even better, they have plenty of eggs left to take home to share with their whanau. The kids put the eggs into their backpacks and continue into the valley. They marvel at the magnificence of the natural wonder that Te Puya is. From Te Pohutsu, the largest active geyser in the southern hemisphere, to the bubbling mud pools. The sights are mesmerizing, and it's the best behaved fire honey and koropat have seen the kids. Normally, when they're this quiet, trouble is brewing. But this time, perhaps the kids are really just being kids and not whakaputa mōhils like usual. Oh, okay. On my way. Guide Ingo looks puzzled. Koropat hears what's happened. Peter Pai, stark up the pathway. I'll, um, I'll come up with you, eh? Head on up or I won't be far behind. Guide Ingo goes up the pathway with a sense of urgency. Koro turns to fire honey. You gonna be okay with this bunch? We'll be fine, Koro, until you get back. You go. Koropat warning the kids. Best behaviour, eh? Until I get back. Just remember what I told you. No, the other one. Oh, stay on the path or you'll come kick out. Yep, that's the one. Koro heads up the pathway. The class is spread across the bridge, waiting for the geyser to explode. Brainbox Nico can calculate probabilities, such as when the geyser will explode. Nico looks at his watch and starts counting down. Five, four, Three, two, one. And now. He points to Tepohutu that erupts on cue, sending water and steam 20 meters into the air. Nico gives Kara the eyebrow. Kara squirts a red liquid substance onto his face that makes it look like it's burnt. Ah! My face! Oh my gosh! It burns! Hey! Don't overdo it. I can't help it. My face is falling off. Fire, fire. Cutter's face is fried. What? Oh, oh, how? He was leaning over the rails and a burst of steam must have hit him. We'd better get him to first aid now, fire. Ah, I'm gonna be the form. Please, miss. He can't afford to get any uglier. I'll take him. We can catch up to Koro. He's really slow. He's probably just around the corner. Fire's instinctive alarm bells are going crazy. However, she's under pressure to make a decision. The boys are counting on it. Okay, okay. Look, calm down. Uh, try and catch up with Koro, but straight there. Kara drapes his right arm over Nico's shoulder. They both head up the pathway. As soon as they're out of sight, they fist bump. And the Oscar for Best Actor in a Medical Drama? Nico pulls out his phone and imitates the voice over the two-way radio. Kia we have a situation back at the office. Kara is impressed. Nico responds casually. I could have hacked their radio while I was still in nappies. Oh, nice one. The boys high-five, then freeze in horror. Kara, what the heck was that? If I had to guess, oh, I'd say a 300kg chicken could will take 100kgs. Whatever it is, it's close. So, Kara, what are we going to do? Well, here are our options. Join the others and die of boredom, or follow the sound and get eaten by a giant chicken. Giant chicken sounds way more interesting. Let's go! 
to be continued. Pakikehua, he mea tuku nā te wānanga o Aotearoa, a nā te māngai pāho i tautoko. Pakikehua, brought to you by te wānanga o Aotearoa with funding from te māngai pāho.